This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello everyone and welcome along to Liverpool Echoes post-game podcast with me, Patrick Smith, after Liverpool once again win 3-1 for the fourth time in a row, this time coming from behind to knock Leicester City out of the League Cup. A hard-fought first half and some Liverpool tension was eased by Cody Gakpo's goal shortly after the break before the cavalry arrived from the bench. First with Dominic Sabotelai's thunderbolt and followed up by Diogo Jota's exquisite backheel finish. Lots of talking points as Jurgen Klopp once again rotated his talented squad, so let's bring you the reaction of Paul Gores from the Anfield Press Box, followed by Klopp's press conference and the view from the cop from the post-game podcast, brilliant Mark Baker. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Liverpool will play Bournemouth in the fourth round of the League Cup after a 3-1 win here at Anfield against Leicester in the third round. Um, another 3-1 win, the, f- uh, the fifth this season, um, Liverpool once again. Uh, starting slowly, conceding early on, Casey McAtee has scored after just three minutes after Liverpool were caught cold on the counter-attack, Kostas Shimakash thought he might have had a foul in the build-up to it, but uh, the referee waved that away and Liverpool found themselves a goal down very early on. But um, they fought their way back into it, an experimental side, has to be said, yeah, not made ten changes for the team that uh, beat West Ham at the weekend. And uh, the one player who kept his place was Curtis Jones and he was shunted out to right back to play that kind of hybrid role that has become something of a trademark for the Liverpool team since around about April. Normally it's Trent Alexander-Arnold playing that role, of course. But we've seen Joe Gomez do it and Stefan Bichette do it already this season. And this time it was the turn of Jones who captained the side and turned in uh, an industrious performance. He uh, was good as a midfielder. The uh, defensive side of the uh, the game plan was a little bit shaky at times with McAteer finding themselves in uh, in oceans of space, but he was Leicester's only real outlet and once Liverpool um, got uh, got to grips with the pace of the game, it never really felt like they were uh, going to lose this one in all actuality. Uh, Bendo should have scored, Cody Gakpo could have scored, um, Conor Cody cleared off the line, uh, Doak hitting the other side of the crossbar, one or two other chances in the first half, but um, Liverpool flew out of the traps in the second and made it 1-1. Um, it was um, a really good start to the second half from the Reds. Cody Gakpo uh, fired in after a wonderful pass from uh, Ryan Gravenberch on his first Anfield start. And uh, once it was one old, as I say, you never really felt like Liverpool were going to come away from this game with anything other than uh, a victory and a passage into the uh, fourth round. Um, Klopp brought on Dominic Sabozlite and da- uh, Darwin Nunes on 65 minutes. And within five minutes of their introduction, it was 2-1 with the hungry captain Sabozlite firing in. One of the goals of the season so far, around about 25 yards, barring in uh, all the hallmarks of the Steven Gerrard special. And uh, they just love him around these parts, don't they? The £60 million summer signer from RB Leipzig. He is really playing himself into the hearts of the uh, Reds fans. And it was a wonderful strike down the cop end, his second since he moved to the club over the summer. And uh, once it got to one, Liverpool were only going to go on and score a third. If you got Jota, you made it to 3-1 and the game safe uh, just before stopping time with a wonderful little back heel finish. From Jarrell Kwanzaa's uh, cut back after great work from the defender and won a high up and carried it into the box. So Liverpool win 3 1 once again. It's uh, almost right in itself, isn't it, lately? Um, the fifth time this season that they've done that. And uh, an interesting point from uh, Liverpool's perspective is that they have uh, 16 goals shared between the front five, and um, they are options that really offer. Uh, Klopp a range of um, capabilities for this season. It has to be said, you know, Liverpool can really go far on the strength of their um, 
attacking options. Uh, once the defence becomes a little bit more settled with the return of Trent Alexander-Arnold, um, Andy Robertson and Virgil van Dijk both didn't play tonight. Mohamed Salah had the night off and with uh, Thiago still to come back and Trent, of course, really does show um, Liverpool's new fans strength and depth, particularly with Alisson Becker sitting out as well. But uh, once they get a little bit more of a settled back line, once you start to see Trent Alexander-Arnold playing in that, Back four alongside Van Dijk and Canate and Robertson. On a regular basis, we should start to see Liverpool keeping a few more clean sheets because that's a little bit of a worry for Klopp uh, at the moment. But other than that, it has been plain sailing. Uh, they've won seven of eight games this season, unbeaten unbeaten in 19 games now, dating back to early April with that goal of straw at Chelsea. And everything at the moment seems to be on the right path. Uh, they're into the fourth round. They'll play Bournemouth um, next month and um, Liverpool... At the moment, going from strength to strength, it's a huge one now on Saturday at Tottenham. A huge early test of both teams. Uh, haven't started the season well, um, Spurs and the Reds, and we shall see what happens there. But for now, Liverpool and into the fourth round, and it's been an excellent night's work for a much-changed team to finish Liverpool 3, Leicester City 1. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Even first one, Mike. Jürgen, your assessment of the, the overall performance, again, it, it's coming from behind, but the way you finished the game, I don't think you'd be too bothered. Yeah. That will probably be kind of a headline a little bit that we are again one held on, but again a completely different goal to all the others. I'm not sure it was a foul or not. Looked for us obviously like a foul because he felt it was a foul. Um, could we have defended him better in the first moment? Maybe yes, and then the last pass was really good, and the finish is a good finish. So then it's difficult. And again, it happened. You don't like that, but it happened, and um, and it's all about the reaction. And without playing outstandingly well immediately. Uh, we created already massive chances. Chances you, it's really difficult to miss what we did. And the goalie had a save, crossbar, whatever. However, the ball was didn't go in the back of the net. I have no clue. Um, so, in half time now, it's, it's clear you you want to make sure that we don't get frustrated because so far didn't we didn't score stuff like this. We have to um, to really stay positive, um, and not really chasing the game, just playing the game. Um, and that's what the boys did, and then minute by minute we grew into that game, and it was a top performance. And to be honest, with all the quality of Leicester, we have to admit that as well. Super coached team, obviously super setup. You can pretty much see, feel, and smell the confidence they have um, because of their situation. So that's made made life difficult, but um, we we kept going and. Um, and improved during the game as a team, clearly, but individually as well. A lot of performances stepped up, bam, here we are. And I liked that a lot. There was an irresistibility about Liverpool in the second half, and the goals, all very different, but all excellent <coughs> in, in, in the way that they were, the way they came about, and, and the finishes. <laughs> yeah, top goals, absolutely top goals. Um, so many. But I think the, the goals we didn't score were pretty beautiful as well, just didn't go in. Uh, like um, the last of Harvey, I have no clue who blocked that. Um, and yeah, how is that? It was, it was uh, now, look back, a top night for us because look at uh, Bataru, how he grew into the game and um, from a, a how dominant he was in the second half, how he really won the balls, passed the balls, uh, 
I'm not sure it's a last pass before Dom scores, but for sure, yeah, probably he passed about three lines again, but he did quite frequently. That was really, really, really good. He played a super game. Um, Joel Quanza, Joel Quanza, not only playing outstanding well, setting a goal up, Ben, so exciting. You cannot watch him without smiling, to be honest. It's really, really nice to see. Um, strikers fought so hard and, and scored then super important goals, both Cody and, and Diogo. Harvey, what a work rate. Curtis on right back. Ibu with using his full speed in the counter-attacks in the second half. So it was grief calm, composed. I'm not sure I forgot anybody. Costi, super difficult start, super difficult start and was close, I think, to lose a little, a little bit, but found a way back into the game. Really good for him as well. So it was just Ryan, exactly Ryan. And that's just in a game like this, being in the most difficult area and constantly under pressure and then finding always little solution and, and, and um, solutions which help us a lot. So super science tonight. I really like that a lot. Um, and yeah, the boys enjoyed playing it and how you saw how they were pressing until the last second. They, they really enjoyed it and that's, that's cool. Dave? I don't have to, yeah. I don't have to tell shoot, he knows that he says he knows better than I that he has a pretty good um has a pretty good skill. The next one which goes slightly over is another grenade, so yeah, you can see that in, in, in Premier League games. I think the, 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 everybody tries to block him. That's why it didn't come through yet. But if he gets through, come through, then it's a, a good chance the ball could be in. But super goal. But the situation is it that the, the ball, when it, I think it was like this, but how pass the ball through, and in that moment, there can no, there is no midfielder, there is no defender who can then hold him. That's why it's so important after winning the ball to try to play the first pass forward or at least have an off, a forward-orientated idea, and that helped there a lot. Yeah, good. Chris? Sorry? It's so long ago that he's here that I forgot what I thought when he came. Um, but since the first minute of training, it was pretty impressive. That's how it is. He's a, he's a top bloke, really. Top guy. Um, Easy step into the game, into the team, dressing room wise, stuff like this, um, and yeah, a very co naturally confident boy. So and that helps. But the super hard worker, and that's what you see today. He came on at two very difficult situations. I think he stepped on the, the first ball when we, when he defended our counter attack, lost the ball there. Next one, I think he lost as well. And from that moment on, he was just in the game. So that's. Super important. He enjoys it a lot being here, and um, the people obviously appreciate it as well. It's a good situation. Long may it continue. Last one here. Just, just a word on Okay, Jones and I see the captain as well. Skipper. When did you tell him that he was going to be captain, and just his thoughts, your thoughts on his overall performance tonight? I did tell him yesterday. When I told him he will be play right back, same moment. So I, so I sold, I sold the, the right back idea with the captaincy. Let <laughs> me say it like that. Um, but he was already um, completely excited 
when I told him that um, he would play right back and um, and um, the way he executed it was super special I have to say wow super smart but the, the, the idea is or if he thought about him so we couldn't play Stefan long we have to make be careful with him Joey will be okay for the weekend but was not okay for the day for trend it's too early so we need to find solutions and Curtis was always in my mind as a, as a potential solution there because it's just because really football smart so that's how it is and he enjoys being on the ball and the deeper you are the more often you can get the ball um, that was a top performance I have to say um, for the first time on a yeah on a for him, strange position. He did really well, and um, I like that a lot. He's in a good moment, so probably he could play every position in a moment, so each position in a moment. And but um, we will try to use him as often as possible in his natural position. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Have a nice one. Bye. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Good for Liverpool to progress on in the Carabao Cup, beating Leicester City at Anfield comfortably in the end by three goals to one. Liverpool won the much better side and could have won by more goals, really. But I think it's important because what it does allow you with progressions in these kind of competitions and in the Europa League this season is the chance to, to field essentially second-string squad members, meaning that players are rested within the midweek selections of matches during the course of the certainly the early part of the season anyway while the competitions are either in the group stage in Europe or in the, the sort of infancy in the early rounds in the domestic cup competitions and also keeps a freshness to squad members who you need to bring in at certain moments keep everyone active within the side keep them getting regular minutes which of, of course is important and so for that reason it was really important that Liverpool were able to come back from, again, an adverse start to the game in which they found themselves 1-0 down to be able to progress to the next round. And I thought it was important just to mention, I think it just to go through a few individuals really for this particular game. And I think the first one would be Dominic Soboslai, who ended up being the match winner in the game for Liverpool, Liverpool not being able to get on the right-hand side of the results until they made changes in the second half, as in the European fiction, the Europa League, during the previous week. And one of them changes again was Soboslai coming onto the field. And I haven't really mentioned him in the early podcasts of the season. I think one of the reasons for that is I never really like to jump the gun on players. I like to sort of have a, a wealth of evidence that suggests to me that this is the positives, this is the negatives, and, and sort of this is what your expectations would be going forward and what you don't want to do is you don't want to get too ahead of yourself at times but this player I mean really I mentioned Curtis Jones in the previous podcast now we played in the previous game and, and just in general for Liverpool now and a player I think he's going to be going forward and I mentioned that there's very few weaknesses in his game in relation to being off the ball on the ball and physicality and probably the one you could say for Curtis Jones is just having that impact at this moment in time in the final third. Now, with Sabozla, he could easily fit into the, the, the categories as well. And that's why I don't want to go too over the top on it. And what I mean by that is he's got great physicality off the ball. Although he is not as inclined to retain the ball as comfortably as Jones, he's got a high level of completion within them areas, meaning that, again, both 
with and without the ball, the athleticism to get around the pitch and cover big spaces and cover gaps in the side when Liverpool are out of possession, but also the ability to get from box to box and influence the game when on the on the football in the attacking third as well. And what he's probably got that Jones doesn't have at this moment in time is that final third impact. I mean, he seems to have that great ability to be such a clean striker of a ball. And again, there's not many who who possess that, that sort of technical quality aligned with all the other things that I've just talked about. And I've just been so impressed by how he's done so far. And again, I want to see more of the, the player before you get a total picture. But it all looks massively positive and, and somebody who looks to have a really, really high seal and he could really have it all what you want from sort of a modern midfield player. And again, you know, if you talk about today, for example, the, the cleanness of the execution and the way he got his shot off, it was almost reminiscent of an old Gerard strike that you used to see him from outside that penalty area when receiving possession. It was a perfect touch out of his feet. His angle of approach was excellent to be able to open his body up and then using the laces the technique to generate the power and elevate the ball into the top corner of the goal. If, if he's got that in his locker and has the other elements that he's already shown, again, you know, Liverpool could have some really, really special midfield players on their, end, on their hands for the next few years. They really could do. And a mix of different abilities as well. So I wanted to mention him and I'm sure I'll be mentioning him in the coming weeks as well. Super introduction and a super goal tonight. I suppose another player I wanted to touch on was Ben Doak also, who, again, I haven't really had a chance to mention on the podcast yet, really. Obviously, he hasn't played many games. But today, I just think there's an electricity about him when he rece- every time he receives possession of the ball, sort of that explosive ability to be able to create separation between him in a 1v1 and his, his direct opponents. And I think that was all on show today. Obviously, 17 years of age, he's got a, you know, consolidate the the final pass the final action if you like within within moves when he gets inside that penalty area but he gets into them the, the penalty area in such frequency and is is able to just separate himself between his his man and as i say his direct opponents that brilliant shift that he's got to be able to create that space and create that angle to then complete his next action and that is a really special trait to have at such a young age. And I think one of the interesting things for me about Ben Doak is he's a right-footed player playing on the right-hand side, which, of course, is a, is a little bit different to what you'd expect in modern football. You, you're used to sort of the opposite. The opposite, you know, if you think about coming inside, cutting in on your stronger side and being able to, to have the final action in your shot at goal. Doak's been a bit different in the sense that he's playing on his strongest foot like an almost an old-fashioned wide player and more inclined to get to the dead ball line. But even though he's right-footed, he actually travels really well with his left foot as well and he's got a great ambidextry. Uh, uh, well, listen, I can't, I can't even say the name, but you know what I mean, <laughs> two-footedness to his game when he receives possession. And that means it opens up the possibilities for him to actually go either way when he sort of refines his game. And again, one of the interesting things for me is although being right-footed, he very often travels with that left foot and then produces the step over with the left foot to go to the right-hand side, which is 
a kind of unnatural movement for a predominantly right-footed player. It much it's it's a much much the easier action, should I say, to be able to travel with the right foot, step over the with his favoured right foot, complete the step over on the ball with that foot, and then push out to the left hand side. That would be the more natural movement for that footed player. But Doak actually creates the separation by doing the opposite, travelling with the left, stepping over with the left, and then pushing the ball forward with the right foot. And every single time that that distance that he generates between himself and a defender, I mean, defenders just can't get near him when he stands him up. And that is massively promising because to find these kind of 1v1 players who can create that separation, the, the few and far between, even sometimes I look at Luis Diaz, Liverpool's best player in that sort of area of 1v1, and still I feel that sometimes he struggles to create that final separation between himself and the defender, often stretching to make the final shot or the final cross that he ends up actually producing. Doak just seems to have that such explosiveness that he puts himself in a position where he can just get his body set before producing the final action, which again needs work on. But the fact that he, you know, that that final action is the last thing that he needs to work on, and he has that ability to be able to generate that space in the one v one initially, is the hardest trait that he's already got. So massively promising player, and as I say, just a real unique player in the way he plays, and and maybe not the natural movement that you would have of a player playing on that favoured favoured foot if you like so again I thought he was really positive before he before he came off the the field of play today Diogo Jota obviously finished the the final action for the goal I think Jota's a really interesting player I say this all the time he's almost the perfect squad player you want in a, in a, in a big team going for titles and going for the the top ends of of all the major competitions really because he is a player who's capable of playing all through all over the front line and he's got this great ability to be able to consort his body and create chances on goal from positions that you feel are, are, are not optimum, if you like. And again today, just the way he finished with the... Just the quality of the quick thinking in that congested area to be able to back heel the ball with the sole of his... Sorry, not the sole, with the inside of his boot into the net. And he's capable of that. I believe he's Liverpool's best finisher off both feet and also in the air as well. I think the way he is able to balance himself when the final action comes or the final shot is there to be taken is a re- real unique skill set and his ability to, again, contort his body in, in, in the smallest of spaces where time and space is most limited. Again, I just think he's a, a perfect contributor in a big squad because what he allows you to do is he's always likely around that 18-yard box to be able to drift in positions which can decide the outcome of games. And even if he's not starting games every single week, he's a player who you want within that squad every single time. And he's been a valuable player to Liverpool since he joined the club and continues to be. So they were the big the big takeaways for me. And, and finally, I think, from the centre-half, Kwanzaa, who, again... You know, I haven't mentioned so far on the podcast, but really promising the way he's came in. I think he's looked really assured in how he's played. He looks to have a really good physical profile to play for for Liverpool and manage big distances in behind. And again, it's about refining his game now and seeing the level that he could potentially potentially go on to, both technically and obviously he's got development to go physically as well. And, and Liverpool will be looking at that and seeing if, you know, he's got the sort of ceiling to be a squad member as a centre-half when... You look at maybe Joe Matip is getting onto the latter stage of his career and who Liverpool would look to acquire in them areas and just what level they feel he can reach. But it's been massively promising for him so far and he even set up the final goal today with a really good piece of composure. 
So I think in general over the first couple of weeks he's got to be really pleased with how he's played for Liverpool. Oh, actually, I'll mention just finally as well Cody Gakpo because his goal, brilliant finish. And that's his elite trait, being able to receive the ball off different angles, being able to consort his body in one movement and either travel with the ball or shoot in the same movement. And again, he was able to do that today with the use of the inside of his boots to be able to strike the ball home after initially playing with his back to goal and being in a situation where it was, again, not optimal to be able to finish. So rather than go through... I suppose a few of the things that normally would look at tactically if I were to just mention a few players today and try and break out some of the breakdowns, some of the ways that I have an impression or have to develop in the future. So good luck with win for Liverpool and obviously on to the next round. You've been listening to the post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.